0: Hello and welcome to Wives and Widows Fathomless, D&D podcasting in the world of Fialo. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Neris, Joe playing Alton, Jake playing the Fishman, and Laura playing Rue. Let's jump into it. So, last time, the crew of the Polaris continued on their way to find the Lost Temple, a site of great historical importance to the Ayaskas and Merfolk who call the Ferisk Isle home. While travelling, Rue experimented with Janus' sea glass stones, leading to a mysterious vision coming to the Anamdol in the night, presumably from Janus' patron, the sea-based demigod, Shognesh. In the morning, Alton confronted Rue, accusing them of being a danger to the ship due to their outbursts of wild magic. Rue called out Alton's possible hypocrisy here, suggesting that their presence is just as dangerous in the wake of the ambush in Uncathair. Meanwhile, Nero spent time working on a spell that would allow him to delve into his memories, allowing him to view or relive them so that he could glean any additional clues from Janice's quarters. As the ship neared its destination, Alton and the fishman found their attention drawn to the water, as a large, hulking, four-armed humanoid climbed onto the deck, trident in hand, and said, "You're in our waters." So, something worth noting because there were some discussions between last session and this: uh, most of you would recognise this creature as a sahuagin, and they are by no uh, and these are by no means sahuagin waters. These are very much the ancestral waters of, in this region of the Ferris Isles, the Iascars. Uh, anyone who wishes to roll a history check to get anything more in depth from the Sahugan. Um, but uh, the tales that you all would have heard is that they live out in regions of the Pactless Isles. Though once-in-a-while bands of Sahugan will encroach on the homelands of other sea-dwelling folks and try to take them over. Also worth noting something in my notes that has not been mentioned so far. Um, as you don't know the location of the temple, uh, you are on your, uh, your destination is a rendezvous point in Asilda, where you are to meet up with some of the clergy who were once charged with maintaining the temple. Uh, from where you are, those of you with a passive perception above a, uh, 13, uh, can probably see uh, the small ir- island on the near horizon. Um, so, uh, unless anyone wants to make a history check, um, we pick it up from there.
1: There uh, is very much would like to make a
0: history check. Okay, history check for me, please. Um, that's very good. Uh, that's a 26. Okay, 26 is enough to get... Both of the little pieces I have written down here. Um, So, so Suhugan society in the Isles tends to be hierarchical, and those in charge tend to be very narcissistic, uh, believing that their domain extends to the entirety of the ocean, even when they have no history in a region. Uh, Additionally, rumours persist from the Aesgar and Merfolk in the region, uh, in the rest of the isles, the lost temple was abandoned after the clergy who tended to it were either slaughtered or driven away. Um, so, how do folks react to this Hawking Sahugan?
2: Well, um, Fishman did ring the bell.
1: <coughs> yes. Um, as soon as you saw it. So hopefully everyone's ten hut.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, Yeah, remaining. Any any junior officers um, who weren't already on deck probably find themselves coming onto deck. Senior officers, it's up to you uh, to do as you wish. But I believe you're all already on deck anyway.
3: Yeah, so Chibble um, was already on deck, and uh, when they aborted, how many of these Sahugan uh, have boarded so far?
0: Uh, thus far, it's only the one. One okay. uh, big one, towering over even Rue and the Fishman. Oh, this is going to be entertaining then. <laughs> um, about so ten, th- 10, 11 feet tall.
3: Yep, okay. So, the um, tiny Captain Clover, um, he scurries forward. Um, so, he is in front of the rest of his crew. Um, and also... So, in front of the rest of his crew, as in there, behind him. And he is facing um, this Sahugan, And um, he... Once he scurries forward, he stands up straight and he's like, um, uh, sorry, I have lost my accent. It has been a little bit since we've recorded. Uh, good, uh, good afternoon. Um, Timble Hover at your service. Apologies. We didn't mean to intrude on your waters. Um, is there any chance that this is something we can discuss? Uh, didn't mean to take any offense, Mr. Or, sorry, I'm I'm not familiar with your race. Prince Wade. Prince Olmec Wade. Oh, and Chibble kind of bows lowly with a flourish inside. Prince Olmec, I beg your pardon, um... Do you wish to discuss things, uh... We may wish to discuss maybe a trade or a pass-through. We don't wish to disturb you, we're just passing through. What is your destination, landwalker? Um, Darby, remind me, because my brain at- is absolute static tonight.
0: <laughs> at this at this point in time? Asildar.
3: We're headed for Asildar. Have a few, um errands. We have to do there.
0: That hive of sniveling cowards. You have business with them. Of a
3: sorts. We uh, have to ask a favor of them. As I said, we're we're mostly just
0: traveling through. Roll me a persuasion check. I can no
3: see, see how
0: he takes to kind of your demeanour.
3: His innate charm. Mm. His tiny innate charm. And your um,
0: request to just like, let us go through.
3: Please. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's a 19.
0: 19.
3: Like could be better, could be worse.
0: You may pass but you should do well to avoid these waters.
3: Aye, well, um, apologies for intruding on your day, uh, humble prince, and thank you for your dealings. If we can, um, be on our way, we'll be past these waters, and we'll be wary in future.
0: Best way. And he Jumps doing a dive into the water off the side of the ship.
3: Tibble, um, pretty much as soon as he's out of sight, absolutely just chills over and does just this. Whew. Whew. Did you see the size of that one? Could have crushed me in a step. Uh, Crew, onwards! Um, let's get out of these waters, quick, sh- quick, smart.
0: Okay. And ship continues on towards the uh, the island of Asilda. Uh.
2: that's the end of their captain,
3: <laughs> Kibble's still kind of panting, and he's got his like hands on his little mouse knees, and he's like. Oh. I thought you lot were tall.
2: <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's true And the people we meet keep being just unfairly told it's true.
3: Something tells me that won't be the last we, um... We hear from that prince, so... Uh, lookouts, keep your eyes to the waters, please. Just... Let's hope we don't get taken by, by surprise next time. Well it has to be the last
1: time we encounter them, because you promised them we were passing through.
2: <sighs> Aye, lad, but um I'm aware of uh, there's a certain political entitlement within um
3: well Let's just say that royal family tends to claim a lot as being their waters, which may not necessarily be so, but I personally did not want to um, necessarily stir waters with a hostile force um, and perhaps upset our rightful hosts before we arrive.
1: Why did you assume... They were inherently hostile, and why do you assume they are not the rightful house? Whether you are correct or not, that is not
3: of import. Well, that's also partially why I've made the promises that I have, lad. Because we don't know what's happened in
2: these waters since I was last here.
0: Alright, so it's probably going to take a little under an hour to finish the journey to Aseldur itself. Uh, So, is there anything folks want to do in that time? Um,
1: Nerus, if we do have a little bit of time. um, Now that he's come out, um, and it should be noted that he came out um, on hearing the bell in a little bit of a hurry um, and was still. Um, as he essentially emerged onto the deck, you can see he putting a um like a handkerchief or a piece of cloth uh into his pocket, which the keen eyed of you will notice has a little bit of blood that is just wiped from the end of his nose um that he puts into his pocket um He returns back to his study packs up everything that he uh, had out uh, before the bell sounded, um, and he's going to look at a couple of notes that he's just sort of written, just in scribbled um, hand on his desk, and he's going to take a couple of them and read them and then pocket them. Um, and then he's going to make his way to where he
3: thinks he can find Sia. So, I think it's probably of note, uh, um, Sia, when the bell rang, did not come up onto the decks. <sighs> um, so you would likely find Sia in her office, for lack of a better term. The nurse will. Uh, approach, knock on the
1: door. Um, being a junior officer, are they sharing quarters
3: with anyone? Or do they have their own private
0: quarters? Uh, the junior officers share their quarters. If so
3: I'm not wrong, Sia has,
0: like, an office or something near the yeah. medical? Yeah, so Sia, Sia yeah. has the medical cabin as well. As Yeah,
3: that's what she takes as yeah. her office. She also sleeps there.
1: <laughs> <coughs> um then yeah, I would um, find Sia wherever Sia is. Um, just sort of gently knock on the
3: door and get their attention.
0: Um,
3: so, S- Sia, um, as you would know, Neris having been on the ship for a while, or um, for a fair while, uh, is... A fair bit of a recluse, um, and a fair bit odd. So, after you knock, um, there's this moment, um, probably... And she's only been on the ship for a year, and you've seen her maybe a handful of times, like had an interaction with her longer than just in passing. And so you feel this odd sort of tickle on your brain. And then after a moment, you hear very light footsteps and the door swings open. And you see this tall, um, pale skinned woman with uh, long flowing dark hair, Uh, very flowy light-coloured robes and you hear Ah Neris Yes? Come Enter
4: And last producer So um,
3: as you enter the medical cabin um You've been here maybe a couple of times, um, but every single time it never fails to overwhelm you just how much it should not be a medical cavern. Um, so within the cabin itself, um, there's a number of bizarre druidic and religious um, tomes, uh, decorative pieces, Um, many hanging, hand-woven... I, personally, am forgetting the name for it, but, um, like, the best analogy I can put for this is um, Blair Witch Project, like the, you know, the little wooden dolls that are hanging down, um, like that, but all different things. Uh, There's also a large amount of roosting doves on a tree that is growing in the corner that you can't quite tell where the tree begins and the ship ends. Um, and they're these snowy white doves. And every now and then you will see snowy white uh, mice and rats running from place to place in this um, medical bay there is a um desk that has a bunch of different cluttered herbs and writings in a language you don't quite understand um and there's also this round bed that is draped in sheer uh, silvery uh cloths with like a sheer silvery curtain and she um She sits down, quite relaxed, on the bed, and she's like, How can I help you, Neris?
1: I'm not entirely sure if you can, but it's a good opportunity to try. Firstly, for um, business sakes, we are arriving shortly at our destination, Oh, and were mean. where would that be? You're not aware of what our current mission is. No. It's not paid attention to the briefings.
3: No. Why would I need to?
1: The blood begins to trickle down <laughs> their nose again. <laughs> Which Nereth doesn't really pay any mind to. Um, <clears throat> regardless, there may soon come a time where your services are required again in the oh, healing.
2: That's nice,
1: ...area. It is wonderful to have someone as gifted as yourself, but unfortunate it is good to that we be require needed. these services.
3: Do you require healing, Nettie's? I think I do. Mm. Come. she motions for you to come forward. She is like laying half on her side on this bed, like leaning up, and does not make an attempt to sit up, but does motion you forward. And Nerys will walk forward because he knows the services that are provided. She um, reaches up without asking um, and tugs Neris forward a bit by his hand. And she actually, um, before doing anything, uh, turns his palm over and she looks at his palm. She's like, hmm, interesting. I've had dreams of late, yes?
2: have.
3: Yes. And then you feel this um, sort of warmth glow through your hand um, as she does... What spells does she have? She has a lot of healing ones, but... Oh, uh, spellcasters. I say as someone who has mostly played spellcasters. <laughs> Um, how, how damaged are you right now? On a scale of whatever you... On a scale of zero to whatever you, your maximum is, what are you at? Um, he's, uh,
1: without going into numbers, he's hurt, but like, you know, if someone, like, swung at you a couple of times. Okay. Um... He's not showing any physical damage whatsoever, except for a tiny little bit of blood trickling out of his nose.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, She'll do a second level heal wounds, and I'm not rolling table dice for this. Theon can roll this. Uh, So you get healed for 17 points. Um, Nerus
1: will feel that... uh, it's a familiar warmth, but still odd to him. Um, but he feels it kind of uh, go up his hand and into uh, his body and kind of dissipate.
3: Um. I will also note that the feeling of Sears magic—it feels intrusive on the brain in a way that you can't might put your finger on. Um, Now, you in particular, Nerisk, you would have done the background checks of most of the more recent hires, Sia um, being one of them, and you would know um, that Sia, while appearing human mostly, um, is actually a Dream Touched, which is basically the Fear Lore equivalent of a Kalatashar. Perfect.
1: So Neris is going to... feel that odd... healing spirit. Um, sort of cleanse some of the damage that he's done to himself this morning. Um, And he'll kind of almost involuntarily twitch at the the tugging on the brain that he feels. Um, And he'll say, you mentioned dreams. He also mentions that you don't really pay too much attention to what happens outside this room. Have you noticed or has anyone else come to you regarding dreams?
3: Many many things have come to me Dreams, not one by dream design, nor by uh, the legs that work. Are you asking about your dreams? Uh
1: I am able to decipher my own dreams, but I am curious about though. There seem to be several individuals who are all having, going to continue to use the word dreams, that have some element of foreshadowing to them. Now, one person having that is curious. But three? Four? Who knows how many?
3: Oh, you mean the visions? Yes, I get the visions. I cannot dream. I live... dream. I cannot dream. But I... perceive.
1: Have you perceived anything as of late that you believe to be not of your own mind potentially dangerous to yourself or the people you serve with? Mm.
3: Dangerous uh, funny many things are dangerous I can show you, if you desire.
1: You would show me your own wish
3: Some thoughts, some memories of myself, of others.
1: Are there any recent ones to pertain to what you would understand to be my understanding of safety? I think so. Very well. Show me these visions.
3: So a very odd thing begins to happen to you. And you feel a feeling that's slightly familiar, but also slightly not. And it's... You can recognise that this presence is Sia, but... It feels very different um, from, I guess, anything that you've felt before as Sia begins to mind-link with you. Now, Sia's mind-link transcends language. So, um, despite... (laughs) Despite, um, you know, sharing a language or several that you might with Sia, um, your understanding of the way that she is communicating with you within this is more through an understanding or an innate understanding of the things that she is presenting to you. The first thing that you see is baffling, (laughs) uh, to say the least. And it's just an image of the sea and of several doves being released. And you recognise this as a memory of seers of just sending off some very unimportant messages or what she would believe to be unimportant. So as important as you can imagine. And you hear in your mind her sort of shift some things around, like she's trying to pull something forward. And you see a few days ago, you see a large and beautiful beast, um, almost godlike in nature, singing such a beautiful song while a storm rages around you. And it takes you a moment because you're seeing this through seer's perception and you can hear this beautiful song coming from her as well and it's like they're singing together and the song from this creature is mournful but warm and strange and the creature feels confused by what's happening and this song that is happening but angry but not at Sia And then you realize that Sia mind melded with the dragon turtle <laughs> And then you in particular Neris realize very quickly that Sia did not get any information that was helpful <laughs> Nor that mattered from this dragon turtle. That in itself is more
1: helpful than anything else. And I think Neris does sort of mm. be a little bit more confused at the start. and then on. Seeing and understanding the connection that took place
3: just nods slowly. When Sia feels your understanding, she slowly withdraws, and as you sort of come back to, um, You see, she just has this whimsical smile on her face, and she's like, It's beautiful, no?
1: You have such a connection with the world around you. Not many of us understands that. But you do.
3: And the creatures around you do. I do like my creatures. She says. And one of her little mice scurries up to her and she gives him like a little scratch under the chin. You do recognize both the irony and all Also, just something a little bit wrong about the fact that Sia keeps pet mice on a uh, ship that is captained by the captain that you have.
1: Hmm. Well, thank you very much for this conversation. Um, Before I leave, is there anything you need or wish to report about? any interactions that you've had with the crew both um, medically or spiritually
2: yes actually
3: I think that um, now I could be wrong here but I think that Alton is A little shy about me maybe developing crush is strange. I do not I the sweet child needs guidance.
1: What do you feel that Connection would come
3: from. Maybe. Maybe that connection is from feelings of another person. Maybe from needing a mother. I cannot truly know. Alton does not come to me with health issues due to his uh, fancy for me, I think. As she says this, you hear a knock at the door. Hmm. There's like.
2: See, are you in here?
3: Alton, you would feel this prickling. Not quite probing, but a feeling in your mind. Huh. He has been summer. His knocking just kind of turns to. Like, he just kind of like thuds his um. and just like. One last knock, That's just kind of like a thud against the door as he hears this, and it uh, feels that sensation in his mind, just extremely
2: angry and also very uncomfortable. <laughs> and then he'll swing the door open.
3: Oh, hi. Take oh. is still laying in that exact relaxed position on this bed, like fully. Uh she looks almost angelic with these robes floating around her um with doves surrounding her um ancient uh,
2: well.
3: and neris you would hear in or feel more in your mind, um An understanding of a, come back anytime, and you're welcome. (laughs) And a, nice to see you. Uh, Neris
1: will nod at Sia, and then turn back and give uh, a lower nod to Alton.
2: Alton just kind of standing there still... Looking at Neris, who probably still has blood on his nose, who is like, a- sitting with Seer, and he just looks absolutely betrayed for a moment. <laughs> it's witnessing this scene. that uh, Neris, yes, I was going to check up on you. Oh, okay. Good to see you. Glad you're well. That is one word. For it,
1: and nurse kind of like squints, um, just, like off in the middle distance. Yes. Well, good morning,
2: and nurse will walk out. Alton just kind of like watches him leave, and then like whips back to Sierra, and then just like um, kind of just. <clears throat> Corrects his stance, tries to look more confident again. It's just like, oh, see ya. This is see. a wonderfully interesting thing, No? Yes, yes, certainly. I uh, see your office is as unkempt as ever. Wonderful medical practice, isn't it? Keeping everything messy.
3: I think medicine
2: comes in many forms, young man. Mm, yes, yes, it does actually. And he starts start looking through like the the patient's notes as he's talking, and he's like, you know, I actually um I, I read a study the other day, you know, one of those ones from those uh those big fancy medical academies and everything. And they they have proven that you know uh, using magical healing on us illnesses is actually very detrimental in the long run. Interesting, isn't it? Yes, uh, you know when people are just going around over using magical healing and not the more scientific forms, people don't develop resistances to certain diseases, they run rampant in society. And, in the, in, and then more people end up dying as the diseases go stronger. So that happened myself, actually, I probably could have known that without all the studies, you know, all the rich people in Tavermar were all uh, buying off all the clerics all the time and the druids and all those other kinds of healers. So they caught diseases constantly and constantly, which grew more and more strong. And then all of us poor folks ended up dying from them. Interesting. What would you say? Hmm. Yes, yes. You talk when you are nervous. Many words, many
3: pretty words.
2: Really, really? Oh, you know everything about me, do
3: you? No, not at all, Alton. I, in fact, know you quite little. You never visit. What has brought you?
2: Well, I don't feel, find much need to visit. I think my clinic is going quite well. You mean the kitchen? My side job is going fine too. Oh. This is looking through. I see you didn't update on whatever was wrong with. No, no, you didn't write anything about what was wrong with Neris. Oh, interesting, Yes, the patient reference are not not too well.
3: Neris's conflict is moral.
2: Heart and mind. Since means you are still young and learning yourself. I think. Excuse me, how old are you?
3: Why would you like to know?
2: You can speak more on medical knowledge when you've had a few centuries of experience. Mm.
3: But you are young
2: for a drug, yes? Yeah. Not a child or anything. Two centuries. I don't know if you would ever grow up, so. I actually came here to, um, see if I can put some of your, see if your skills are up to the scratch Mm -hmm. with these, uh, these animals of yours. Which is very unsanitary, if you ask me. (laughs) And Rat kind of likes carrots out of his pocket (laughs) onto his shoulder.
3: Oh, I assure you they are most clean. Many of them not animals at all.
2: Right. Yes, that does always seem a little uncomfortable with them. Wonderful. Well, I was looking to send a very important letter. Unfortunately. Uh carrier pigeons, doves those of the sort would take many months to reach my destination. Do you have any like little magic things to kind of speed up the process or anything? What way do you wish for magic to work for? I don't know. Do you have any ways to make a message go more quickly? Elton, my children.
3: Kind of gestures to her rats and to her dogs. They help because they are kind.
2: Because they want to. They are
3: not lucky or slaves or for
2: for magical forcing or to be rushed. Time is... Well, time is long, but it's also over far too quickly to worry about small things like when and where Interesting stance for a method to take, time's always the utmost importance. But I see, if you uh, if you can't get the job done, then that's so fine. I just thought I'd check off, see what we can do at the next port we stop in.
3: There are many other spellcasters on this ship, I Many who
2: work in
3: communication, Many many. Transmutation, many in different forms of magic. Why come to me?
2: me? Well, I thought you were the expert on the uh, you know, communication frontier for your carrier birds.
3: Your friend Rat.
2: Yes. Do you become expert in rats because you are a friend with rat? Can't say I'm an expert, although I have studied rat. care about you, and my children—they help because they want to, but that <laughs> does not make us some communications. My magic is specialized in helping Adam. not in the words, not in speech, in giving the help that is needed. I see. Good to know. I do quite enjoy that you found an
4: excuse to come to me, though.
2: He just looks disgusted. <laughs> believe me, I try to avoid it. Oh, I believe you. You do not have to be shy with me, yet. It is okay for strong feelings to
3: amass when you are trapped on both such this. But I need you to know that while I am flattered, and while you may be still unpacking the feelings you have inside you that um I'm, sorry. I'm only attracted to women. Are you
2: fucking kidding me? Are you being are you actually being serious right now? Where where did you Oh, I'm I'm not attracted to women at all, so you've got no worries on that point and I would huh. So it is just a comfort. Interesting. If it is comfort you, sick child, I can provide it. Even if you need to be harsh to find it.
4: And she
3: gives you just this very fond and warm smile.
2: It's just gives you this kind of like dead and irritated look. <laughs> just like, alright, great. Fun chat as always. How let you continue uh, not doing your job? Enjoy having it while it lasts. I'll go and see if I can find some to deliver it better. Be seen. She makes me sorry. I agree on that. Oh my god! Right. Anyone else got something they want to cover? Fishman. I feel like I had something, but I've forgotten what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it was just I was going to ritually cast a spell, uh, but I don't think it's relevant anymore. So, okay. you know what? I'm happy just um, sitting it out so we can make our way to the island. And then I've got lots of stuff I want to
0: do. All right. Uh,
2: Naras, anything you wanted to do? Rue?
0: Um, no. Tible, anything you wanted to cover? Okay, so the rest of the, the journey is uh, fairly, fairly simple. Um, and eventually you reach this island um, that strangely looks quite bare other than a small uh, boarding house, although it looks quite large. Um, compared to the island itself. Most of you, other than probably Rue, would be aware that this is a... uh, basically an onboarding point
2: for the true uh, civilization of Asseldur, which is actually based underwater um and as
0: um so who would be uh taking a boat out to there itself to
2: to make the rendezvous fishman I see from Jake putting his hand up would it Kibble. yeah yeah probably reluctantly go on as well. Alton and Rue, would you two be going along? Rue would go if they were asked. Otherwise, yeah. (laughs) They're just standing, staring out with interest at the um, surroundings.
3: I think Tibble most likely would invite Rue along. um, When (sighs) when I guess after the events of the morning, um, Chibu would find Ruru and, um, be like, I know there's been a bit of excitement these past couple of days, lad, so I completely understand if, um, if you don't wish to come along, but I believe that Neris is joining us to, um, see this great city and, There may be a great amount that you may learn out of it.
2: What an interesting opportunity. I would be most interested, as long as other parties are not opposed to this. I would be delighted to go along. I have never heard of a place like this. The crew have been saying that there is a a city underneath the water. Aye, lad. There most certainly is. It's fascinating. Will. Hmm.
3: I beg me, ask, pardon me asking, but will you be functional underwater?
2: Luckily, I have had past experience. I can move underwater, and I don't need to breathe like you do. Oh, perfect! So you'll likely fare better than most of us, then. Perhaps so. You must be very good at holding your breath. Very admirable skill to have. I would love to come along and observe. If I may. Henry kind of like um does that little like little hands like kind of like primly laced together sort of thing that they do.
3: I'm sure, you, I'm sure your, I'm sure your assistance and your insights would be appreciated, Ooh, Not just by
2: myself, but by the rest of the land crew. Well, of course, water land crew, the off ship <laughs> crew. <laughs> hmm. Then I will accompany. Lead the way, Captain Tibble. As everyone is
1: starting to make their way onto the boat, um, the little boat that's next to the Polaris, um, Nerys is going to sort of catch Alton off to the side, just kind of walk up. as Nerys does when he's trying to sort of be like, oh, we're just wandering around. Oh, look, a person's here. What? Who would have guessed that? But it's very direct. Um, Nerys approaches it. Ultim, awesome. will you be joining us on the island? I don't expect it will take very long, and we will be returning to the Polaris
2: shortly. Uh,. I don't write my because
1: I was just going to see if the captain wanted me there. Well, I will uh, <clears throat> leave that decision up to the captain then if that is your will but then Naras will kind of look around and make sure there's no one, like, super close like if you wouldn't mind if you are able to Are you able to just very quickly give me just a small um, amount of healing?
2: Oh, of course. Uh, Oh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, What's wrong? Uh, No, still not good. Uh, There is. I. uh, Neris starts to say what happened and then. Uh, stops himself very quickly. Um... I... Uh, had an accident this morning.
4: I see... Uh,
2: natural? Uh,
1: I hurt my brain. but very much like it does not hurt anymore.
2: Okay. Did you did you hit your head or were you just... Uh,
1: Something hit my head.
2: Right. Okay, I'll, I'll do an examination. And he'll just start, like, going through, like, um I guess, like, neurological things or just, like, asking further questions. Trying to figure out what's up.
1: So there's no... Uh, <laughs> like, physical damage other than the fact that his nose was bleeding a little while ago. Um mm. and there's like a little bit of dried blood that he's like wiped out a little bit, but it's still there.
2: Like, Alpha like, um, cleans off the blood and stuff. Um, Are you actually down any HP?
1: Um No
2: <laughs> You spiritually get fifteen HP <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Alton Light is just trying to go through a couple of things. Maybe I'll give you a painkiller if you need it. It's like, uh, hope we go. I, I think you're all good. Let me, let me know if
1: anything's still wrong. Perfect. I, uh, <clears throat> I feel better already. Thank you very much for your uh, <clears throat> skill.
2: No, of course, anytime. I <sighs> will always do my very best. to be the medic. Flashes. Of course you will. And,
1: stuff like and uh, content, Neris will wander onto the the longboat that we have.
2: Um, and quickly, as Fishman boards, he will go and look for Neris and be like, "Ah, yes, there you are, Neris. Um, I have a favour to ask. Um, I am after." Some ingredients, some components, if you will. Um, If you happen to find upon them before I do, would you please maybe require some for me? I'm after, and he gives you a list, but he will also say, I am after some magical ink and spell ingredients, specifically these ones, if you would. Um, Yeah, that's it. Um, um and, and you'll see down the bottom in uh with a whole bunch of like working out and scribble, um the working out to eventually lead to 150 GP.
1: Perfect. Uh well Neris will open his mouth uh to sort of question something, see the calculations down the bottom, do a couple of little mental notes to figure out if the calculations are correct. And then we'll close his mouth, give a nod, fold the paper, put it in his, uh, vest that he has.
2: If you feel like it'll be, if you feel like it'll put you out, I can give you some funds now. But I will pay you back.
1: Perfect. That is all I need. Is there a time limit for these? Absolutely not. Whoever gets it first. Right
2: there. The other is null and void. Of course. Cool. And then, yeah. He'll pat him on the back, and then he'll board the boat with the others. And if everyone's on, he'll probably
3: be the one to start lowering it. Um, Tibble, just before the boat starts to be lowered, he um calls out to Alton, who I can only assume is skulking emoly on the deck to see if he will be asked along. And he's like, Alton, ladder, you're not coming?
2: Oh, well, I guess so.
3: Uh, uh, Come on, lad. good to
2: have me here. Uh,
3: we'll in the boat.
2: Then. Oh, okay, sure. Top, top. <laughs> and he'll hop on in. And he'll probably, like, be like, mm, like look at his letter and be like, oh, yuck. Okay, <laughs> I can do that.
3: Can't do it without our field medic, can we?
2: No, of course. I mean, there, there can be danger around any turn. Perfect. I
3: think you'll like this.
2: As Dalton climbs into the boat, Rue's lamplight eyes bore directly into <laughs> him, but considering their earlier conversation. Yeah. <laughs> they look very cramped as a seven foot tall thing in a boat.
3: <laughs> I have a um, very quick question, hmm. and I guess it's partially for Darby, partially for um, the quote unquote. Land party. Um, Darby, would I be safe in assuming that Tibble working in the profession that he is in, has been to an underwater Triton city before? Most likely, yes. And could Jake I'd be safe in assuming that the fish man being who he is, most likely has.
2: I'd say yeah, he probably has. Yeah,
3: perfect. So Chibble, um he looks pretty excited and grins up conspiratorily at the fishman and then turns to the other three where they're sitting in the boat as the fishman starts lowering the boat, um, in conjunction with the uh crew deck. And he's like, Well, you three are in for uh, absolute delight. This is true. This is true. I just hope you don't
2: all drown down there. Minus you, of course, Rue. Of course. I don't need to breathe.
3: Fishman, you hope that Rue drowns? That's not very polite.
2: <laughs> he misinterprets, but that is okay. Um, And he will, uh, if he can, maybe um, uh, find...
3: What, what um, animals are uh, swimming around at the moment? I'm
0: going
3: to safely assume yeah, fish. R- yeah,
0: roll, roll <laughs> me a perception
1: check. Perception.
3: Where did I put it? That is a, not the
2: best, that is a plus, what was it? Eight, so that is a 17.
0: 17, yeah. from From where you are, best you can see a variety of fish.
2: Any big ones that could leap out of the water or what? Uh.
0: Probably not particularly here. No. Alright.
2: Um, he will. Um. Yeah, okay. Let's just go fully into this. He will dive his head into the water off the side of the
3: boat. And he will, like, try and get the attention of some of the fish. Um. And if any do come towards him, he's going to try and talk to them.
2: Okay. Um.
0: Uh, um. I'd say yeah. One one comes to speak to him. Uh, I think. I think. Would this be right? A minnow, maybe. I'll take. Him. Are they? Are they an ocean fish? I have no idea. No, they're they freshwater. They are freshwater fish. They are freshwater, uh, so no. It's a fantasy
3: minnow, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah.
3: Delby, you can make up a fish. Yeah. yeah. am new breed of fish in Fiesta. Yeah. It is beside the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... It's. Oh, yeah, it's It's a... A
2: salty minnow.
0: <laughs> uh, a silden salt, salt minnow. <laughs> Um, uh, he will communicate with his
2: fish and say, <clears throat> Tell your friends, and I know these can be quite troublesome waters, especially at times like these, as we've experienced, if you see danger, tell your friends to swarm on them. Make splashes, noises, and help will find your way. Especially around
0: this ship. Okay. Um... Yeah, I guess, roll me a... With the
2: direct intent of making it more obvious if someone's trying to sneak aboard the ship. Or come close. Okay. Roll me an animal handling, I guess. Oh, I'm so lucky with these ones. Um, so that is a... Not too bad, actually. That is a...
0: Tw- 22. I okay. There seems to be an understanding...
2: Excellent.
0: Cool. Barbie,
2: I, I need did. to hear you voice a fish. Um, <laughs> I need to hear a fish sound. Can like. you... Well, <laughs> Fishman goes...
0: None of that is None coming through. That's that all, No, it's all... <laughs> None of it came through. That. To
4: transcribe...
3: Pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 pop. Okay. Pop. None of it came through, but Tibble can understand it completely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Double checking whether Fishman can understand what they're saying back to him. Um,
3: if Fishman can't, Tibble will translate. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me let me find let me find the exact thing again. I didn't want this to take up too much yeah. time. It was just meant to be a funny joke. But
0: you have no special um, ability to understand them. You can in communicate. Return. You
3: can communicate simple ideas with. Beasts that can breathe water. Typical ideas, because fish are small creatures. And I can also, if I let me just check if
2: I have it as a uh, spell, I can communicate with, speak with animals. There we go. Sure, he casts yeah. <laughs> speak with them.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Swam, swam, danger, swam, swam. And it goes, swim, 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 and swims off. Swim, swam, swim, swam.
3: <laughs> Cool. Uh, Fishman, like, flicks his head out of the water, um, trying not to wet everyone around him, but, you know, it's inevitable. Tibble um, gets drenched. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, um, yeah, he'll start rowing.
3: Tibble okay. um, yeah. will row with the other oar.
2: So, and while we're rowing out, Rue kind of looks very, like, looks very pensively towards the water and goes, "Seek," as we stare down to the depths of the
0: ocean as we row along. All right. Um, so, as you reach the small island of Asilver, you see a uh, Iosgar figure, um, a lot more human- in appearance, um, than you would expect comparing it to Fishman, um, as a more literal fishman, Um, the Aska's uh, much more like, uh, what you would expect of a traditional idea of a triton. So very, uh, blue green skin, uh, green hair, um, this one in particular has a, uh, a, a fabulous green mustache, um, and is dressed, uh, quite well, um, and is a little, little portly, um, is about average height and has a bit of a jovial demeanor to him. Um, but there is, uh kind of cracking through that jovial mm. demeanour, a sense of urgency, you might say. Um, concern? Not sure. Uh, but as you get a step onto the island, he says, ah, I take it you are the crew that was sent by the uh, the heads of the Hydra?
3: Tibble steps forward and he does a um, deep bow like the one he did for the prince who boarded their ship, but more genuine. (laughs) Um, And then once he kind of stands up, he reaches up a tiny floor and he's like, Captain Tibble Clover, it is truly a pleasure to make your
0: acquaintance. It is a pleasure to meet you, Captain Tibble. Uh, I am Mayor Keres Zorinsath.
3: No. I am. Um, apologies. Can you repeat it one more time? I'm, it's gonna.
0: Mayor Keres Zorinsath. Keres Zorinsath. Am I getting that pronunciation? Zorinsath.
3: Uh, Zorinsath. Oh. Apologies, yes. Mayor. It truly is a pleasure. This is, a uh, Rue Friday. Uh, Neris, Solid
2: Dante, <laughs> Alchin, and well, um, Fishman. Uh, greetings. Uh, which of you, uh, may I ask, are capable of, uh, sustaining yourselves without, uh, without air? A uh, Fishman raises his hand. Me, Hi. sir. Pleasure to make your acquaintance.
0: Pleasure. Uh, all right. Uh, so three of you, um, I'm sad to say these aren't uh, long-lasting solutions, but, and he produces from a small pouch, three uh, what look like... um. if 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 you've ever seen those uh the wa- water puddings where it's like a little edible bubble um and he hands one to each each of you tibble miris often. Uh, these will allow you to breathe uh, in our city for uh for 4 hours um i don't know if you have any means yourself of uh, extending such abilities to uh, to breathe underwater, but um, this should suffice for what business we need to do, um, and any supplies you might desire to gather in the city. Sir.
1: So, that is most kind of you, thank you very much.
0: It is the least I could do for what you are helping our people with.
3: As nurse, said, we are most grateful, and um, the extension of, well, those of us that aren't skilled enough to breathe underwater, um, we have our own needs of, but we very much appreciate this gift.
0: Uh, if you could uh, consume them, I will lead you to those who would uh, discuss matters with you will
2: scarf down his water pudding. <laughs> okay. There's no immediate effect that you are cognizant of. No. Might so, I ask a quick question? Of course. Is there a matter of urgency with this, or do you mind if
0: we have a look around? Uh, I would prefer that we would discuss business before you talk to looking around, um, as after discussions you might find you desire further looking around, but um, we will discuss first and you should still have plenty of time uh, remaining in these little uh, charts. Uh, Neris and Alton, do you consume the, uh, the water puddings?
1: If the need is there, we shall. Well, Neris shall.
2: Yeah. I think Alton will be looking at it with, like, extreme trepidation. And we definitely, like, see what's happening to, um, Tibble. Keep an eye on that. Yeah. And just kind of, like, inspecting it. And just, yeah, not feeling great about this.
0: There, yeah, there are no negative effects on Tibble.
3: Sniff the thing. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just gonna like put off doing it for as long as possible before it finally. Yeah, he will probably eat the thing.
0: It doesn't really smell like much. Mostly, mostly just the smell of water. Maybe a little bit sweet. Um, but yeah, I should
2: probably before eating. I probably just like go to nurse and be like, uh, "Do you know exactly what this thing is? I'm not really familiar with magic that you eat."
1: Um. Neris has a an understanding of what this is, but does he understand like the the actual magical construction of this thing? Like how confident does Neris sound when he's talking to Alton, I
0: guess actually. Arcana check. Uh that's a twelve dirty oh, twenty. Dirty twenty. Um, you, you wouldn't be able to produce one of these yourself, but the, the theory is not all that different to, uh, um, to, to that of magical potions.
1: So it's more like druidic or more, a little bit more natural.
2: Yeah, to an extent.
4: Okay.
1: Um. The- Yeah. Uh, Neris is going to attempt to make Alton feel better. Saying the level of magic that I can do to make something like this is far more extreme than the magic which is contained within this creature.
2: This thing. It is a
1: much more basic and mundane. Then my typical magic. That helps.
2: Right, so it was simple charms, so that's not
1: too uh,
2: dangerous. All right. Uh, bottoms up, I guess. Tentatively holding the thing. I think you probably ought to also, I don't think any of you have ever witnessed Elton eat before. He's always eaten privately. He's never eaten in like the mess hall or anything. So, yeah, very carefully, he'll keep this thing. I can not looking very comfortable neris, I take it you consume yours. You are muted.
1: can neris like investigate his to see like if there is some sort of like just to get an idea on if there was a purely arcane way to replicate something
0: similar i think I think that would be covered by the arcana check you've already done. Um, okay. like, in theory, there'd be a way of, of creating something like this arcanely. Um, whether it is a potion or another, um, like, more like the, the water pudding. But, like, yeah.
2: You're not sure how you do it. Okay. Um,
1: something to think on there. So, uh, and Naris will down it.
0: Yes. So it's everyone has consumed uh, their their charmed uh, their charmed goods uh, that needs to, and everyone is capable of breathing water. Uh, yeah,
2: Bru just watches everyone do this, and they, they, they seem to be like putting a lot of attention to kind of like fastening their hat around themselves, and also just like fidgeting with some kind of like hinge that's the, where the mask is with some anxiety, but they're just ready and waiting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Sharon says, right, "If you follow me, and dives into the water, cool. The
4: water
3: level, cool. underwater level, underwater oh, level, underwater level. Uh, Fishman goes in last and will silently judge everyone's diving performance. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: if anyone wants to roll for it, either performance or acrobatics."
2: Not and athletics? Am, I'm going to roll because It's worse. I, I I
3: that's right. I get advantage on that one. am looking that nat 20s acobatics. and nat 1s right now. So. That's a 6. 21. Dirty
2: 21. Damn. 21. Um, so was it was performance or athletics. Yeah. Where's my nat 1? <laughs> Good thing you went last and so no one could see. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Just full belly flops in. Yeah, yeah, Cannonball. <laughs> For anyone who's watching, uh, Varys kind of like waddles up to the water and kind of like crouches low and then just sort of scoots in on his butt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this all makes so
2: much sense.
0: As you all follow, uh, Keres down to an ornate city, uh, well-built, um, mostly stone and mud structures, um, like mud brick kind of look, uh, but with plenty of mithril and occasional gems, creating uh, the the more ornate filigree of uh, certain buildings, particularly the more important and well-to-do ones. Um, Kerez leads you through In particular to a Building that seems to resemble A temple When you reach it You are greeted by a Triton figure And two merfolk. Um So the Triton figure Is uh, is Introduced to you as Father Vorvis Agarath A uh, The leader of the temple here um he says May Shognesh be with you uh, uh, on this blessed day that uh, you have arrived to aid us. Um uh, this is uh, Sister Asherah Um and the uh feminine uh Merfolk. Uh it? it is a pleasure to meet you, surface folk. Um and this is Acolyte Alda, uh and the other Merfolk um of indeterminate uh gender um from their appearance, uh ways that you um greetings uh so, would you like to venture inside our temple here to discuss matters I that'd be um
3: well, that'd be most kind of you to host us. Um.
0: So you follow the, ultimately four um, folk in, the two tritons and two merfolk. And, yeah, uh, and you are guided to to a room at the back where there is a table set out and um, a a stone, uh, yeah, stone tablet map with, uh, mithril inlay, um, on top of the table. It um, is a little heavy, but, um, as you might understand, uh, paper would not, uh, hold the purposes down here. Um, this will at least stay on the surfaces. Those of you... Uh, with at least, at least a passive perception of 10, would very quickly identify that this, this map is not for this temple.
2: Most ingenious. My, I'm very impressed.
0: This, uh, well, this, this is the map for, or a map. To the best of our, recollections of our former temple, one that has since been overrun by a Sahuagan warband. Ah, it'd be the Sahuwits yes. that have overrun the
3: temple, you say?
0: Yes. Um, many, of, many of our young acolytes were slaughtered in their takeover. I, we, um, had quite an interesting encounter
3: on our way here with the young prince of the Thakkugan.
0: They are an interesting folk. I hope that you were not given too much trouble.
3: I think we managed to, um, well, talk our way out of that one, but I, um, I do think that perhaps venturing into your former temple may muddy the waters a bit, so. But that will be our problem to deal with as it arises, I suppose.
0: Yes. Of course, um, as much as we would like our our temple back, um, we understand that these things are difficult, but some it is beyond sometimes the capability of some uh, simple mercenary troops, uh, even one as illustrious as you. Um, and so uh, uh, and and beyond our uh, our, our current temple's budget, obviously. But it is very important to us that the mantle the mantle is important, that it should be recovered. <coughs> this is an item of deep importance to our, our people. To, it's an artifact of Shoknesh himself. Shoknesh, you say? Aye.
3: I do believe, um, if it may be, well, there may be some questions that some of my crew may wish to ask you of your gun, Shogdesh, if that is appropriate. Um, We had a crew member. um, I can't currently go into specifics, but uh, he was... A follower of Shognesh, and if Shognesh's guidance can help lead us back to him, I'm sure any information you can provide may be appreciated.
0: Any. But worthy. of
3: course, after.
0: After this. Any worthy traveler can always find their way through the paths and the waves of Shognesh.
3: I, Well, my friend was a worthy traveler indeed from what I knew of him so I can first hand confirm your claims there
0: I'm glad you think so Uh, if you have any questions I would be more than delighted to answer what I can
1: This relic—I know they come in all shapes and sizes.
0: This is this something that can be easily retrieved? Do this, have a description: It is a mantle, um, a deep blue in colour, uh, with trims of fine mithril, uh, carving out the. Uh, depiction of waves. And the clasp is one depicting the holy symbol of Shognesh himself.
1: You'll we'll be sure to find it. Apologies, the symbol of Shognesh is...
4: Uh...
0: I am trying to recall. Can you remember it all, Laura? Would it be on the map as well? Uh, It probably would be. Oh. It... It's
2: probably like some kind of, like, tentacle spot yeah. or something in particular, like, arrangement, I think.
0: Yeah. I think... Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know if I had anything in particular specific. Um. So, yeah, it would probably be, like, a... Um, all, almost like a compass point made, um, from a tent, like a tentacle in yeah, the depiction that, that of fun. a of a compass point like, from a map.
1: And this mental um um sure it has most likely been moved, but where did you keep it?
0: It was typically worn uh, during uh, religious ceremonies by the high priest. Uh, who was among those slain in the takeover? Uh, he was not wearing it at the time, but it may be in the uh, the. I th- Think I'm using the right word here. Uh the vestry. Yes. Kept kept in the vestry when not in use.
1: And aside from the Sahwagan, did your temple have any other defences or dangers that we should be aware of before venturing in?
0: None to the temple itself. Um, There is a... There is a vault. Um, We were not able to take any... um, We were not able to take any key from it, but... um, I do not know what purpose the Suhogan may have put the vault to.
1: This vault, did it contain anything dangerous? Something that the these infiltrators could possibly wish to use or gain advantage from?
0: Uh, it was simply a temple built... Uh, Built upon a, a, a place of uh, of old significance to those of us who follow Nash.
1: Is there anything that this individual may be hiding or trying to skirt around in this conversation?
0: You can roll me an insight check. They seem to be completely aboveboard to you. There's, there's no like ticks or tells or anything.
2: Well, I guess Altman will step forward and be like, "I'm um, uh, sorry to blab something. So ignorant and simple, but um, what exactly is Shogness? Uh, what, what do they preside over? Like, what, what does their worship?" Intail. Uh, sea,
0: the waves, the, the primordial water, the beasts of the sea. Shoknesh is Lord of all that uh, touches the waves. Now I Will be the first to admit. Shognesh is not one of the one of the first gods, one of the prime, or one of the usurpers, but they hold some significant uh, level of divine power.
2: No, I, I believe that entirely. Yes, I'm sure, they're a of great power. No, I think um, you may say we we're a little surprised to find um, more worshippers of Shognesh. Yeah. yes, we were quite familiar with uh, another worshipper previously, but he was also rather the to Tall Tales, so it's, uh, interesting to get uh, Shognesh's information corroborated.
0: I'm glad to elucidate you of what I can.
2: No, of course, thank you. Uh, mm, Yes, no, uh, we'll do our best to uh, see that we can get get these invaders out of the temple. Uh, Do you know about how many of them there are? Is that a great
0: force? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but... I, I would say unless they have expanded their forces no more than three dozen uh, combatants
2: excellent, thank you we shall do our best
0: but as I say, I understand it might be beyond your remit and beyond the pay you're being provided to return the temple to us, but it's vital that we are able to regain the mantle.
3: Tibble, um, he looks for a moment at uh, his senior officers and Rue, and it kind of looks like he's searching for a moment, and then he looks to Alton, and has been quite curiously as Alton has been um, asking the certain questions that he has and then making the suggestion that he has. And then he turns back to, um, uh, I have completely forget the name of the person who we're speaking to. Apologies.
0: Uh, so this is, let me grab my big list of names. This is Father Vorvis Agirath.
3: Father Vorvis within our official capacity, we are here to retrieve the, well, the mantle for you. And, of course, that pay. And the payout from your temple goes to our employers and by extension to us. As far as disposing of of those that have taken your temple from you. While I cannot guarantee that this is something that will be a task that is fulfilled, in the event that this task is fulfilled, I do not believe that there is a monetary value that can be put to that. I think perhaps an exchange of And kind of glances to Nerys. And then, um... For a second to Rue, and then back to the father. Perhaps an exchange of... Oh, sorry.
1: I was just going to say Nerys is staring intently at you.
3: Perhaps an exchange of information and trade goods... As well as um well, I guess some form of allyship with the Temple of Shogdesh will be sufficient payment. I... If that is agreeable to my senior officer.
0: uh Kara says I cannot speak for the um for the the temple's allyship, but we can certainly as a city provide uh provide any trade goods, uh, any supplies that you might want if you were able to complete this additional uh, this additional task, uh, and likewise uh, the temple will be forever in your debt if you are able to return what was ours to us.
3: I cannot confirm nor deny that this task can be completed, but I did wish for it to be brought to the table as discussion. As it seems that it may be something that part, if not all, of my crew may be agreeable to. Uh,
0: Acolyte Alder uh, nervously goes to speak up. He says, um, if you don't mind my speaking. I have been doing what research I can on uh, on Suhogan society and military rank. And I suspect that as uh, regimented as they are, uh, at least the war bands, if you were to remove those in power, then it might, uh, it might cause the the lower ranks to uh, to leave to flee back to their greater powers.
3: If I may, dear, and hopefully I'm not overstepping in saying so, but from my experience, that tends to be the case in most societal and militant structures. Not to undermine, I'm sure you've done plenty of research, and that is but scratching the surface. But, um... that does tend to do the trick.
1: Yes. nurse yes, will look over at Volga and say, thank you for speaking up and sharing your insight. Any little bit helps?
2: Truly it is appreciated.
0: Yes, I I only wish to confirm it as as I've read of other um, other hierarchies that have uh automatic succession for every last member. As much as the higher so have their hierarchies, they do not have as intricate a hierarchy as one or two of the, uh, the societies I've read about. I, of
3: course. Well. May I have a moment, um, if you don't mind, with my, um, current land project? party. Sorry, my current land party.
0: Of course. uh, Asherah, Alda, um, and Vorbos leads Asherah and Alda out and uh, Vicarious I believe he means to say, take the time you need. Just remember you only have four hours with uh, the water breathing. Oh, I
3: fully intend on just having a quick chat and then getting back to you. Of
0: course. Wonderful. wonderful. Um, And Teres leaves the room as well.
3: Tibble looks um, very pensive, which is not something that often occurs with him um, for a moment. And like he's contemplating something quite heavily and then he kind of turns and looks up at you all he's like i'd like your honest thoughts on this mission if you will if you're willing to give it
2: of course Well, of course I am the least relevant, but I see no problems in the system here. I'm sure others have many thoughts about this. It seems quite simple, however, retrieving important item. If assistance to these people is possible, then it would be good to do. I feel for them. Those nice are my thoughts. But kind of, Ru kind of like only like slightly turns their head towards Tibble and the rest of the group. Um, cause this have been quite aloof this whole time. Um, with like Alton and Nerrows and like, um, Fishman. And then they kind of like turn back to look at what I presume would be like a, like a carving or something like that. Well, it would probably be of some multi-armed, multi-eyed, multi-mouthed thing. and just like kind of keep staring up curiously at it because they're thinking about a dream they had. But that's the extent to which Rue responds. In terms of the extracurricular, um, these people have obtained that land through dirty means. Perhaps normal to them, not to the people around us. I believe it goes without saying that they are aware of the risks taking over other people's lands, I believe. If we were to handle it somewhat humanely, I see good in it. However, I don't necessarily feel good about the slaughter of all. Thank you, Alton, nurse. I would appreciate some input here. Of course, I mean, I guess I agree with Fishman. I mean, they knew the risks that they were taking when I decided to attack. I think we'd be well within our rights to try to force them out. I guess it just depends on which approach we want
4: to take. And if that's a fight that we think we could win.
2: And by no means do I think we should make it our priority. But if the opportunity does show itself, I believe it would be in the best interest of many to take up on that. This
1: is a very complicated mission. It was complicated to begin with and now it has gotten worse.
2: I am not entirely certain we are the heads of the Hydra, are the best group, company, to deal with something like this. This is essentially one
1: I do not like the potential outcomes for this. I think any attempt to reason with them has gone is not entirely out of the question, but it has um, been made more difficult by our previous interaction with them. And I believe they will They have very obviously taken over the temple. They are not just expanding their lands, because they want to expand their lands or their water, not their lands, hard joke. They are here specifically to take over this temple. And they want something from it. Perhaps it is the mantle, perhaps it is something else. Is that not what we are doing? We are here to gain something that would be of benefit to us. The only difference is we intend to leave after it, but we are still preparing for
2: a fight, a war.
1: I do not feel comfortable with this. We do not have a, we have a reputation, do we not?
2: And whilst it's probably said in many different flowery ways, we get the job done. That is the head of the Hydra's motto, when you boil it down.
1: You like that motto?
2: It It is is the motto of a company that's given me home, that has given me support. If I don't feel some debt towards that, then I'm not quite sure what
1: I feel. If all of us owe something to, if not the Hydra, then the Polaris. If not the Polaris, then our captain. And do you know, captain, I would follow you with your decisions here. But you have asked for my feedback in this is
2: it. I, and that is why I asked, Nad. Because I'm in two minds here. We are, perhaps in spite of any of our own intent, we do represent a company. And while my views as a captain don't necessarily always align with the Hydra, sometimes, regardless of what action we take, it will be viewed as an action of the Hydra. I very much believe that a good course of action here is a difficult thing to achieve. We just simply
3: don't have We don't know what we might be stirring up by causing more of a conflict here. As much as their dearest researchers have mentioned that deposing of a a leader within a company may uh, cause forces to scatter, that also causes enemies to be made. And I don't want to make enemies
2: on the behalf
3: of the Palares. That is not something I wish to willingly endanger any of you with. So as your captain, now hearing your thoughts. Our priority is to retrieve the item that we are being paid to retrieve.
2: Nothing more. I would like to help. I would
3: really, truly would. But I worry for the ramifications of the Hydra, and of well, the enemies we may make.
4: Oh, that's a
2: fair enough decision, man. I'd say starting food is a, the smartest pastime. You want to avoid a bloodbath. Saturday and stealth is always an option.
3: It can be attempted. I'm not sure how stealthy the lot of us are, though.
2: Yeah, it's uh, not really our specialty.
3: I think that regardless, conflicts will arise here, but I do not think it would be the wisest to depose of this prince, if we can help it. If something happens, something happens, but I do not think that should be our intent, going this is not a decision that that i had coming into this discussion i wanted to hear all of your thoughts first but on hearing them i
2: think that is the wisest course
4: are
3: there any um any further comments or Questions, arguments, even.
1: just takes a little lean back in his chair. Um, not a lot, but enough to almost get out of peripheral range of the other people who are next to him. He's going to cover his mouth, and he's just going to quickly cast Message to Tybalt. And just very quickly, very plainly, I will follow you, Captain. I will not sacrifice my own ideals by deliberately attacking an intelligent group of humanoids.
2: I know, Nurse. And I wouldn't ask you to. And that was in message. Well, if no further thoughts, then, shall we finish our discussions with. The tempo. That might be one. But no, so I'll really
3: your Um, Tibble kind of gestures over, I guess, to um where the. Father and the disciples have gone to, <laughs>
2: and like waves them back over.
0: Um, and they return. Uh, so you uh, you have had your discussions. Okay, I um.
3: The only thing we can guarantee to you at this stage, that unless things go incredibly wrong is the return of your um
2: your mentor.
0: And that is all we ask that is all, that is all we can expect. Is the
2: job that we have promised to pay for that is the job that you have been sent for. We thank you for doing that at least. Of course. Now, um, with that
3: confirmed, do you have recommendations of places we can get perhaps certain provisions or um, anything that may assist in our journey?
0: Okay, so instead of arping that all out, like, yeah, uh, they, they'll they give you an idea of anywhere that you can, um, yeah, basically any mundane supplies um any magical components there's nowhere to buy magic items other than if you've got some coin to burn there are um like there are some smiths that work with mithril um so if you want to buy mithril armor if you want to buy mithril weapons um that is possible but beyond that, there's no magic items for purchase. But there are magical reagents and um, spell components and the like.
2: So, Rue kind of, like, with a bit of purpose, strides off in the direction that most of the others have gone into. Um, whether it's, like, places where, you know, you buy things and stuff like that. And Rue kind of, like, finds um, someone that just looks like might be a general goods store, like in a pocket or something like that. Mm. And, um... They kind of, like, poke their head in, um, wait for the inevitable, ugh, there there's a very tall person peeking into here, and it's like, hello there, do you sell weed? <coughs> <coughs> uh,
0: what kind of weeds are you talking about?
2: Oh, yes, you get my meaning, That plants, you know, back home most plants were weeds, you see. I am trying to curate things that I can use in medicines and to calm others, mostly. I can pay gold, if you wish, or trinkets. Um. I am trying to curate sort of a, a hobby and also to practice my medicine. And uh, while the others are off having a crisis of the conscience or um feeling uh somewhat emotional about things that they might not previously have been, and sort of picking and choosing what morality they wish to acquire, I would like to go and buy some weed, I mean, plants. All Do
1: you right. have
2: any? Uh, I've seen much plants around here, they look very beautiful.
0: Uh, it's, they they run you through like...
2: My name is Rue Friday, by it's, the way. Uh, <laughs>
0: pleasure, pleasure to meet you, I am uh, I'm coral uh...
2: Bon. Hello, Bone. Right. It was wonderful to meet you. You have a beautiful complexion, if I may say
4: so.
0: Yes. Thank you. Uh, um, and yeah, so they just run you through, um, like a, a sort of beginner's smattering of, um, of different plants and weeds that have, uh, oh,
2: wonderful. various
0: medicinal plants. wonderful. unlike
2: properties. anything I've ever seen before. Yes. How uh, can I take all of them
0: uh, uh, yeah, so they they set you up with like a, a little uh essentially beginner pack of of these plants um and yeah
2: we very excitedly purchased them yeah probably however many gold they charge yeah,
0: probably <laughs> sets you back about 20 gold.
2: Have 30. Enjoy. This has been the most delightful interaction. May I ask, does everyone here worship Shavnesh?
0: Uh, uh, Not everyone, but uh, there's a decent decent representation of that faith here.
2: What do they appear to look like? I saw carvings on the temple. Is it sort of a... multiple arms and eyes and cube-like?
0: Yes. Yes, apparently, um, from those, those who, uh, have, have been visited by, uh, by visions of Shugnet, so that appears to be the, the consensus.
2: I see. Then I have also been visited by them. That has nothing to do with these. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate this. You have been most helpful.
0: I appreciate this, and it gives me
2: much to think about. Yes. I'm a very grateful. <laughs> and then Ruth sort of like bows their head down very low, um, and very chipperly just trots off with the, like their little bundle of like um underwater kelp <laughs> and yep. stuff like that. I guess.
0: Mitch the thing that you messaged me about five gold. Um, everyone goes around, makes their purchases, does what they need to do, and, I guess, regroups at the end of the process, probably met by, met back by, um, by, uh, Mayor Keres, it says, I trust you were able to find everything that you needed, easily enough?
1: We were, yes, thank you very much.
0: We will provide you with a map that, uh, should... Help you get, make your way to the temple. It shouldn't be... It would be, yeah, much appreciated. Uh, I take it you have, um... Either people or the, the means, even, to delve into the temple once you reach it. By which you would mean... Uh, water breathing.
2: I... Yes.
3: Yes, we, um... We were provided with, and um Tibble kind of pats at his uh coat pockets and then reaches in and takes out a soggy but magically still fine scroll of water breathing
2: yes that's that uh that
3: magic ink you know, the paper gets wet, but the magic doesn't yes. I'm not a caster, I probably shouldn't have put it in my pocket uh, Neris, lad, perhaps you would be a wiser
2: guardian of kind of such Neris. Um, oh, Take care of this Fishman will probably interject and be like uh, Captain, Neris, I hope you don't mind, but if it's alright could I look after this for a while I need use of it but will not use it.
3: Tibble kinda looks at Nerys kinda for a just gives him a kind of searching look to see if Nerys gives approval for Fishman to have guardianship. of this. chip.
1: So Probably confusingly to you, Tibble. Uh Neris will slowly hand over the scroll to Fishman without question.
2: Thank you, it's greatly appreciated. And he'll put that into a satchel or something.
3: Tibble looks a little bewildered, a little bit like he doesn't understand everything, but not specifically because of Neris, more because of Fishman. Um, he's like, well, uh, as long as it's in safe hands that are most probably not mine. And we can use it when, birth- yes, yes, sir, we do have means to get down to the temple. Apologies. I wasn't sure if you meant like to, to, to get us down there. I, uh, we were thinking swimming mostly. Unless you
2: have a better suggestion. Well, that does bring up a good question, actually. Is there a mode of transportation around here? Uh, I've heard of these seahorses. Uh, seahorses would not um, be the greatest to ride. They are quite small so they are not the stallions of the sea?
0: Uh, no, they they, uh, they are named for their horse-like heads, not for their actual overall physical uh, equivalency to horses.
2: Oh, my mistake. What,
0: do you just swim
2: everywhere, or...?
0: Uh, mostly, yes. Um, we, we do have some ships if we need to go... Further afield, but um, other than diplomats, most of us don't necessarily have need to uh, beyond the the Ferris Isle.
2: That is, fair. Chibble, um He kind of thinks for a moment,
3: and then he looks around. Are there any fish around or small underwater critters?
0: Um, there, there are, um, not with the density that you would expect from just the open seas, but there's, there's still some, much, much like you'd still see, like, birds and, um, yeah. other animals on, in a land city, there are still some, um, water beasts of various kinds, uh, um, swimming
3: around. Will- calls one over just whoever's closest, whatever's closest.
0: Um a a tiny tiny little uh little um little
2: squid um comes towards you. Hello there, little friend and he's using his face stage.
3: Hello are you at all familiar with the, um... Temple... Uh, Tibbo would know the name, my brain is
0: um, blanking. Yeah, Temple to Shognesh.
3: Uh, of course. Do, uh... With uh, Shognesh's temple. The area's around.
2: Shognesh? I'll take that as a yes. Do you know if there's any
3: say, friendly pods of orcas or, um, larger sea beasts that may, uh, that we may ask to help take us a bit further down a little faster.
2: Hmm. I, I'm going to have to, hmm, how, how do I... I'll just quickly, but in the, um during this uh, combo, Alton probably would have been talking to uh walrus. I think you were talking to yeah. possibly, um, and just being like, "Is there any like forms of transport that like, I have less mobility or energy for? So many great distances." Oh, Tibble is talking to a fish.
4: There's <laughs> 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 that kind of stuff. Uh,
0: we we have methods for those who need it, but they're uh, Walking and swimming tends to suffice for the most part.
4: Not the best
2: coming down here. Um.
0: Uh. Yeah. So I rolled a nine on the dice, minus a four for the intelligence of the squid. Uh, you get a response of uh, B.
2: Right. (laughs) That might be a yes. Thank you for your help, wee friend. Help? As it just floats off. Well, um...
3: That was... I won't lie, that was pretty useless. I was trying <laughs> to ask the little fella uh if there was maybe a helpful part of Orcas, but I don't think he quite understood. Well, much of anything, and more power to him.
2: <laughs> um uh, do do you folk know maybe of a friendly pot of orkers or something.
0: You could. I mean, you could you could try to find some. Um, but it's it's kind of a matter of luck whether they're they're passing through on a given day. Not unheard of for folks to try to hitch a ride with them, but um.
2: Well... You could could try your
0: luck if you wanted to, but uh, you could be waiting a while. I guess we'll
3: have to take our chances, either swimming or with the luck of the orcas. Yes, no, it it
2: should be fine, I'll see how we go. Okay. Not the most uh, the most experienced at my limits on swimming
3: instances. Um no, I'll be fine. apologies to you, um folk that are less swimmy than myself and dear fishman. Um, this may be a little bit of a hike, but we'll try and make it as accommodating as we can. It should we find once we're down there.
4: Um,
2: as before we leave, a fish man will like scuttle over to, um, our friend and just quickly whisper, could you quickly perhaps draw what a seahorse looks like? Um, just real quick and like, hopefully with no one noticing. And then once he has what he wants, he's gone.
0: Okay. Yeah. He draws you a seahorse and.
2: Yeah. Right, cool. Fishman now has purpose. (laughs) Find his legendary seahorse.
0: Noted.
3: Um, Okay, cool. Now, just from a mechanical standpoint, Mm Darby, is it likely that we would have to go back up to the Polaris and then sail to where the temple is and then dive down? Um, So, there's... Or is it faster to access it from here with the land party we have?
0: You're probably... You're you're not necessarily gaining anything time-wise one way or the other, Um, because what time you gain from um, the faster speed of the ship, you kind of lose by going up, like going back up to the ship and... Yeah. Coming back down again. Uh,
1: uh, Exhaustion-wise,
2: I'd probably say but would be best. That's what I'm thinking. A lot of swimming. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
3: Tibble, um, he turns to the Father and the Disciples and, um, says well um, thank you for your hospitality we shall be on our way we'll head back to the ship and set sail until we're above the temple just to ease length of travel for those of us who are less formidable with swimming.
0: of course I wish you the best of luck with your endeavour
3: thank you Um, May your god, Shognesh, smile upon you on this day.
0: May Shognesh smile upon you as well.
2: Thank you for your weed.
3: (laughs) Table kind of double takes (laughs) for a moment.
2: Don't worry, I did purchase it. I'm just generally happy. Right.
3: Well, tea time going to be interesting. Back to the ship. We head
2: back to the ship. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Let's do a swimmer from me all the way up to
0: the ship again. Yeah. So... Um, by the time you make your way back to the ship, swimming back to the the island above asselde and um and boat back
2: to the ship itself um it's probably probably mid afternoon
0: ish um and it's probably gonna be almost. Almost nightfall by the time you uh,
2: reach the location of um,
0: of of the temple. Um, maybe um, a little earlier if you've got good wind.
2: I am curious. How long did it
0: take from getting
2: onto the boat to the temple?
0: Uh, probably, probably another hour.
2: Is what I'm using the ingredients for typically takes two hours.
0: Um, uh, I believe it typically a... takes three hours. Oh, there you go. Um, is that all in one sitting? Can uh, that it, d- it can be chipped away. At.
2: All right. I'd chip away one hour of that. Okay. All right. So,
0: um... As you reach uh, your destination, um, it is up to you as a party. Do you wish to go during the night, um, during the evening, or do you wish to take a rest and go fresh in the morning?
3: Uh, Out of conversational, mechanical, in-game shit, uh, how's everyone doing for hit points and spell slots?
2: And I'm fine. It's potentially Nerus.
1: Nerus is down Nerus, a couple, yes. Yeah. A manageable
0: better. amount. Oh, a
1: couple of spell slots.
0: You, um, you yeah. also, of note, would have had a um, short rest in this yeah. time, so you can use your arcane recovery too. Nerus is down a spell slot.
2: Um fine.
4: I think he has a level of exhaustion from
3: last night. Hmm. Is there some form of like bioluminescence or
0: lighting down there?
3: Because otherwise it's probably gonna be hard for some folks. <laughs>
0: um it's it's gonna be yeah. Um Unless like,
3: the, I can imagine it's gonna be difficult anyway, just, yeah. just because it's deep underwater, but
0: So it's yeah, it's gonna be pretty dark down there night or day. Um as far as you're aware, there's probably you don't you don't know much of there being any bioluminescence down there. You don't see as darkness is starting to fall, um any sort of faint bits of light bleeding up at all. Um, but, yeah, it's it's deep enough underwater that you don't know whether it would end up making a difference uh, as far as light is concerned, whether you went night or day. Okay. Perfect. Um
2: I believe that we should um, commands, com- commence 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 our journey as soon as possible do we have any objections to starting tonight
4: if this is the
2: action we have decided to take then we might as well go okay go we shall of course um And Tibble
3: as he is about to dive into the water, he actually um, draws his star seer cutlass um, and he, when it unsheaths, um, a bright shining moonlight starts radiating
2: from it at about 15 feet. And yes, Mitch. No, no, no. sorry.
3: <laughs> um, and uh, he will dive in first to uh, lead the way
2: with his fifteen
3: feet of light for any of those that yeah. need it. So, yes.
1: Narus also cast water bleed, breathing on everyone before that happens. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. that that's that's probably a uh, use, using a spell slot, yes. not
0: the scroll. Yes. Okay. okay. Or are you going to be? Because keep in mind, it is a ritual spell.
1: Mm. Uh yes, we're using it as a ritual. Is that not spell slots?
0: Yeah, you don't have to use a spell. That's the thing. If you, you take, take ten, ten minutes,
1: yeah. you don't have to. Yeah, we do it as a ritual. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Also, um. Before Alton goes in
2: as well, um. This man will um, approach them and quickly say, "You mentioned that there are some of us who have difficulty swimming, or are not quite as adept as others. Perhaps I could offer something. Uh, certainly. But what are you proposing?" I think it's more the amount of you know, quietness in itself. Um, <laughs> Fishman will like, 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 point his palm towards the water with a little bit of light emanating down his arm and to the palm of his hand. And from the water, with a bit of a glow, will emerge quite a large, considering its original size, quite a large sea stallion, a seahorse, if you will. Reimagined from the drawing that I was given to him earlier. Um, so, yeah. Um, and just, just for extra flavor, this one will have mm, spines along its body as well. Just to make it look cool. Um, and again, this is quite large. It's, it is small, but
0: considering it's a seahorse, it's large. <laughs> So this is the summon beast spell? This is summon beast. Yes, correct. Yes. So it's not, it's not big enough to use as a mount, but it's probably big enough that, yeah, it can probably, oh, it, it has enough strength that it can help and you're in light armor out. And so it has enough strength that it can kind of pull you along.
2: (laughs) That's incredible. Oh, wow. That's quite the creature. Yes, I've just found about it. It's actually quite interesting. I believe this is what they drew. Um, anyways, regardless, hopefully this helps. Um, can I ask a favor? Um, do you have a light by any chance? A light? Like, uh, are you able to do fire? I cannot. Not really, no. Uh, he, he points Roo? at like his face, where the um, he's he's he's, he's like uh, turned his like uh, dark shades. He's like made them into like goggles. <laughs> he's like, uh, it's not really a uh, my specialty. That is okay. I believe I might know someone who does have one. Rue, Roo. Rue's like the head kind of swivels, around a bit. Again, they're really trying hard to sort of like fix most of their clothes and like their hat and their, their mask against their body. With some anxiousness, and the other turn around. Yes. You mentioned weed earlier. Do you happen to have a way to make fire, perhaps a light? Oh, of course I do. Excellent. Do you mind? As he holds out his candle. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. Um, so Rue kind of like extends the um the arm blade, the arm blade. <laughs> and I know this is stupid, but um. They're going to cast Searing Smite. <laughs> so, just light up the blade and then extend it out very carefully and very gingerly yeah. towards um,
1: Fishman. Uh,
2: for it. uh, it's
0: a 13
2: so Yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, it looks look yeah. like they're, like, focusing very hard on, like, Keeping the magic within inside yeah. of them.
0: But mark yeah. <laughs> mark off a mark charge of, of yeah, the arm uh, but, but, yeah, um... but yeah, very, very, <laughs> I would say, very good use of it. Um, As considering,
2: the Crusade plays it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> considering the nature of this candle. Um uh,
2: And then they can't kind of just, like, stare beakishly down, like, Ailishly down at like fishman and also Elton Is that all you required? Yes, yes, that was all. Also, um, if you do require a little bit of additional assistance with swimming down, feel free to use Tucker down there. As Tucker does a little bit of a swirl in the water. Tucker is beautiful. He is a sea stallion. They are quite graceful. What a creation. Um, and then Fishman will
1: dive off the ship following Tibble. Um, with a. <sighs> Fishman sucks at diving. That's a natural two.
2: Um, so, <laughs> I believe that is a five. That is also quite beautiful in its own way.
3: For the record, um, Tibble rolled a twenty three for his dive check, so he unsheaths this beautiful, stunning moonlight blade, and then dives in. Like, does this little sort of spin, and then dives in smoothly as a as a dolphin or an ocean
1: creature, not a rat. <laughs> Neris casts Mage Armor on himself and climbs down using the ladder because he's not weird and then just lowers himself into the water and swims down. Uh, And we'll also use, like, the shape water cantrip just to give him a a little bit of a push along to make swimming a little bit easier. Okay.
0: All right. So, as you all swim down towards the temple, (coughs) readying yourself for the mission ahead of you however you are approaching it that's what i'm going to leave it for this week thank you for listening folks see you
2: next week everyone hope you enjoyed you this time. semi-shopping episode and yeah. let us know what you think um
0: shopping and law we'll,
2: yes hopefully we'll get through this uh next level okay <laughs>
0: yeah. right. have
2: a wonderful week yes bye yeah, there you
4: thanks
3: guys, guys. bye Goodbye.
0: i make note.
2: Yeah, we got Gamer Rage.
1: understandable. Minecraft is it? <laughs>
2: it's Fortnite. It'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you it's Fortnite. Nice. <laughs> uh, I close the door. Will Harriet stop meowing at it? I will try it. <laughs>